What is happening, everybody? This is your main man, Chuck Livingston, joined as always by my two partners in crime and co-host, Logan Livingston. Logan, say what's up. What's up, guys? And our main man, Colby Yarbrough, who's apparently putting up uh, LaMichael Petway this weekend. <laughs> He's like, Colby, tell him tell what's going on. What's up, everyone? Petway's not really at his house. That was just something that we were joking about before he came on the air. It's like, it's like, it's like Colby said, well, I know why I committed to Arkansas. I told him he couldn't stay at my house unless he did. <laughs> Made it a pretty easy decision. The Colby uh, uh, Yarbrough estate. Yeah. <laughs> It's about a six-bedroom mansion, uh, <laughs> b- b- biggest place in, in Bryant by far. So, um, it's got the big CY on the gates and everything like that. So, uh, all right, well, guys, uh, welcome to the Hogcast. This is our—I uh, don't 14th, even know how many episodes we've done this year. Fourteenth episode. episode. Very excited. Thank you for listening. As always, we love you guys, our viewers, listeners, whatever you call it. Uh, people who pose questions, we love you even more. If you want to get on that level, ask us questions. We can be found at the Hogcast. Um, at the Hogcast on Twitter, mm-hmm. we've got a page, we've got email addresses, we've got all. We can be reached pretty much anywhere uh, you need to get a hold of us, and you know I'll even give you my cell phone number if you're nice enough. So we're nope, easy to get a hold. Want, of. Nobody wants that, Charlie. No one, zero. People. Please, I just want, I just want one person asking myself. <laughs> Charlie has like an empty contacts list. I'm his family. I, I'm, he, he still don't have my number. I've just been texting these random numbers for some time now. Uh, well, all right. Well, if you're listening to this, you're probably a fan of the Arkansas Razorbacks football team. Uh, if you are, welcome. Let's go to the right place. I like the Memphis Tigers. Oh, well, Memphis State, they had a big win the other day, too. Nothing wrong with that. No shade to Memphis. (laughs) Um, you know, they're, um, if they ever played ASU anymore, that's a game I would pay attention to. But, you know, one of the teams didn't want to continue the series, so it's over with now. We're not here to talk about Memphis ASU, though. We're here to talk about God's favorite college football team, the Razorbacks of Arkansas. (laughs) And uh, last Saturday, the Razorbacks hosted the University of Alabama at Birmingham Blazers for homecoming. Uh, both teams left with a 4-4 and record after a 45-17 Arkansas victory. Uh, Colby, I'm going to let you lead off because you're being quiet. I know you're probably trying to get dinner ready for Mr. Petway, but uh, we need you on the show tonight. Colby, what did you see that you liked the other day? What did you see that you didn't like against UAB? Well, first of all, I think Arkansas took care of business, which is, you know, we're kind of looking for after they uh, had, a, you know, lost three in a row. Second thing is, I think Arkansas found a kicker, and Logan was actually talking about this uh, uh, about three weeks ago. He'd watched him play at Greenwood, and he's like, this guy can kick. I, just, I know at least I see him kick some 50-yarders. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's cautious, a different thing. I was thinking that, but, I mean, I was proved wrong. I think, so. I think after you missed a couple of PATs, it's time to explore uh, some other options, and uh, Greenwood is definitely a great kicker. I'm glad he's getting his shot. Well, well, if Greenwood doesn't pan out, maybe they'll put Sebastian Tritola back there, and he can just work on his, you know, <laughs> Tritola I mean, he can, can do, everything do it all. Else. Tritola can do it, yeah. So, uh, go on, Colby. Yeah, and then you know, I was about starting the uh, Tritola thing for y'all. Y'all uh, got to it. I was going to beat y'all to it. Um, I mean, I thought it was genius because I don't think that's something they bring out in a bigger game. But I mean, right. who's? I mean, this whole week, every sports station is talking about a four and four Arkansas team that played a UAB team at eleven a.m. And then I think that. Recruit. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's re- it's a genius for recruiting because at halftime he's like, "Hey, come to Arkansas if you're an O lineman, we'll make you famous," and everybody's talking about it. So, I, love I agree it. completely. You know, uh, I mean, in my business, you learn that uh, any press is good press. Uh, we saw this with UCA when they uh, transformed their home turf into the uh, the the the, um, the Bruce turf is what I call it. The fear yeah. of the stripes. Yeah, the fear of the stripes. You know, uh, and again, if whether you like it or you don't like it. Uh, there was about three days on talk radio, talk shows on ESPN, where people were talking about the University of Central Arkansas's 
turf field because it was black and purple, and we'd never seen that before. So, no, I agree 100% with Colbs. Like, anytime you can get something like that, again, it's a game that ultimately – it does matter, but Arkansas was up at the time. We're rolling. We're on the goal line. What's the harm in that? Now, I mean, that clip has been – that clip was on Deadspin. That clip was on ESPN. Everybody's talking about Tritola, and i got to say something. He looked pretty good in the pocket. He threw a laser <laughs> for, the, for the score. Yeah, I, uh, I was really impressed with his form, man. I mean, off his back foot and everything. I was, that was a good tight spiral. But uh, Yeah, it was. It was, he, yeah. it was all arms. Yeah. So he, didn't even, he didn't even step into it. But seriously, how many offensive linemen have you ever seen throw a touchdown pass? That's what I'm saying. You okay. know, that's another thing. Like, it's, I don't think it's ever happened. I mean, it's probably been played a couple other times a day. Like, it went viral immediately on Twitter. Um, you know, and I think any edge like that, like Logan and I have had many a war about uniforms and things like that. Um the upsides, the downsides, you know, it just everything that sort of encapsulates that. But, um, you know, if it's something that recruits like, you got to do that. Again, people now have the attention span of a gnat. So if you're, if these kids are sitting at home, 16, 17, and they see a play like that, they're like, man, Arkansas seems kind of cool. Got a nice stadium. They, you know, they got this, this guy who, this head coach that always wears a windbreaker even on nine degree afternoon. Mm-hmm. Like, that seems interesting. I, I can get behind that. Yeah, I, uh, I was just impressed. Like, he, he obviously made his intent known, you know, at his halftime uh, speech when he was like, you know, be an offensive lineman, you come here, we'll make you famous. I mean, he's just playing smart. I mean, I know a lot of people may take that as some arrogance, but, I mean, you got to do what you got to do to recruit in the SEC, and Arkansas isn't a, uh, you know, historically good at recruiting, and um, especially in the West, as stacked as it is. And um, I think this will definitely help. You know, I know there's a lot of offensive line recruits uh, tweeting out like, man, I want to throw a touchdown. Now, obviously, that's not what they're going to be doing a lot, but just the fact that they right. got us on their radar now, you know, that's huge. Anything that gives you a slight edge over any other school is a good thing. Um, again, you know, some kids may like the Razorbacks, some kids may like the Hog Call. Whatever gives you, again, because a lot of these colleges offer the same thing. Let's be honest, they offer you an education, they offer you full athletic scholarship, things like that. If you go to the SEC, you're going to play high caliber football every weekend. You're going to travel around. You're going to be on TV. So it uh, it ultimately comes down to a fit. As an offensive lineman with Brett Bielema, you're going to get these opportunities. Uh, the team's going to be built around you, power running game. You're going to have a lot put on your shoulders if you can handle it. But if you can handle it, he'll get you to the NFL, as he proved at Wisconsin with you know, Joe Thomas. He had a guy, Gabe Karimi. He had J.J. Watt was one of his linemen at Wisconsin. So Bielema knows line play. Uh, but sometimes, you know, again, a lot of guys know line play, but if you're an offensive lineman and you see that, then you're thinking, okay, Arkansas, nice. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and continue on this UAB uh, game. What all, Chuck, did you see that was promising and not promising? Uh, you know, I th- Colby said it best. You know, he took care of business. We, we got after it. We ran the ball pretty well. Uh, passing game, we executed some things pretty well. I didn't see anything, uh, any new wrinkles, which I was – I think it's a good thing uh, heading into Mississippi State this weekend, which we'll talk about later. But uh, I thought that we executed the things. You know, we went out. We didn't sleepwalk. It's easy sometimes to sort of get off to a slow start in these 11 a.m. kickoffs at home. Uh, we had actually dodged the 11 a.m. slot uh, all year until the other day, which I was happy about. I'm still amazed we did uh, that. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. You know, but really there were none that were that close. I mean, they were all maybe nickel state. But uh, I liked it. I thought it was a good effort. I thought the defense played extraordinarily well. Kicking game, you know, yes, we found McFain and he got some reps in a live game. Uh, the kicking game, I thought, was just um, just not super great. I thought that, you know, we, we allowed a long, we allowed, we allowed two long returns. Yeah, we allowed a punt return yeah. and a kickoff return. Yeah, McFain was yeah. at fault for one of those. Um, 
He didn't. He has a problem kicking through the end zone. Uh, I guess he's not. He don't got to quite the leg as Hawker, which not many do. But he's got to learn to get that ball through the end zone. Um, especially, I think that play was actually supposed to be through the end zone because we did not have our defense set up for that kind. Think, of, go ahead. Go ahead, Coley. I said, I think I was texting y'all that uh, Arkansas might have pitched a shutout if it wasn't for special teams because yeah. they gave up that kick return, that punt, long punt return, and then uh, Dean uh, Muff that one really scored. So, That's I mean, right. 17 points right there. So, we might have been looking at the first uh, shutout, I guess, since, what, 06 when we beat Utah 20 to Utah State 20 nothing. That's right, yeah. yes. None of those points on UAB score were because of our defense. Our defense played lights out. Um, we tried to – brought- Again, it's just UAB, but uh, – I th- if you can pitch a shutout, that pretty much says it all. Go ahead, Logan. Yeah, I, um, again, we also, on that other kick, we I think Bielema was trying to spark a fire in Sam Irwin Hill because we actually brought in the backup punter, and uh, mm. they ran that kick all the way back because it was a terrible punt, terrible punt. And uh, immediately after that, we brought in we brought back Sam Irwin Hill. So I guess uh, Bert learned his lesson there. It'd be funny if like Irwin Hill was just sitting on the bench, kind of like relaxing, and he sees the punt return. Mm-hmm. And like Bert turns around to put him in, and Irwin Hill's kind of like, I'm good. That's uh, you know, he's like, no, thanks, coach. I'm, uh, I'm all set. It looks like you're set at the punter position. I'm gonna go pack my my locker up. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, I was really happy. I mean, Jonathan Williams played extraordinary. He's been playing great all season. Um, I thought Brandon Allen got some reps, uh, throwing the some some pretty good balls. We had a couple. We had one really good one to uh to Drew Morgan, the other Greenwood mm-hmm. kid down the sideline. That was a pretty good pass. Uh, he was 16 to 26. He started really hot in the first half. Second half, he kind of let it get away from him. He had a couple of really bad throws. But uh, overall, pretty good game. Uh, we got 26 pass attempts. It's pretty good, pretty good number there. It's not like 50 like uh, we're accustomed to. Um, but Logan, what are you trying to say? I'm not trying to say anything. I just think we need to throw the ball 50 times, obviously, and win ball games. That's what we got to do. If y'all follow us on uh, Facebook, you've seen a couple of memes. Uh, we are not happy. Uh, well, some of us aren't happy. Some of us are, uh, aren't happy with some of the offensive play calls. But man, against UAB. Everything was working, so uh, so so good job, coaching staff. Good job, uh, running the ball there. Uh, I thought most importantly. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Logan. I'm sorry. Go ahead, dude. Tell you. No, uh, I uh, I thought like kind of like Colby alluded to. Uh, thought it was important to get a win. I kind of I usually don't like stepping out of conference play this late in the season. You know, I feel like you can your mind can be elsewhere, especially on homecoming. I liked it this year though because we had taken some lumps. We lost three straight in the SEC with a bye week sprinkled in, and it looks like. I don't know if we let go of the rope against Georgia, uh, but we certainly didn't have that same spark in the first half that we once had. Now, you know, I'm not saying they quit on anybody, but I'm saying that, you know, w- once you get crushed a little bit and you have some tough losses and things like that, I can see where it'd be easy to sort of get down on yourself. So I thought it was an important confidence booster. I like the way we handle our business. And, um, you know, again, I feel better now than I would have had we lost to Georgia uh, instead of UAB, and then we're going to Mississippi State. I just feel like we needed that confidence boost. Uh, which let's let's face it, we're going to need everything we can get uh, against Mississippi State anyway. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I guess go ahead. I mean, we don't really have much else to talk about with the UAB game. I mean, it was they were pretty overly matched. Um, obviously, it's good to get that fourth win. That's already one more win than we had last season. Uh, we're winning the games we're supposed to win. Whereas last year, I felt like even the non-conference games where we thought we had the win on lock, we really couldn't. Really couldn't do put much. A team away. Yeah, we couldn't put a team away. I know we were up 24 on Rutgers last year, and uh, Rutgers was not a very good team last year, and they came back and beat us, um, which is not good. So it's good. To, I don't take any win for granted after the past couple of years. Let's say that. I mean, I know UAB. UAB actually played Mississippi State tough, which is something I want to talk about later. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. Um. So you know, I, no win for granted. I'm glad we got the W and played the way we did. We, we played good. Oh, 100%. Uh, anytime you win a football game, 
uh, against against anybody, even you know Nickel State, who's kind of a punchline. Anytime you can get a win, it's a good Saturday, and especially with the type of effort that we got. So I, I've got no complaints. And they're actually they are a quality opponent. I mean, they, they've had a pretty good year. They uh they they've given some teams some good games. Colby, you were saying some. I said I didn't tell y'all guys this, but you know if we end up losing UAB, it'd probably be my last podcast. It's been last week because we haven't won a game since I've been on. Oh wow, that's a nice stat. That's a nice wow. stat. <laughs> I didn't tell y'all that because last week or the week before might have been my last uh, podcast, so I, I kind of kept that quiet. We're gonna have to fire y'all. Colby. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. we might have to go to the archives on that. Hold on a second. That that, that, that is not ideal. Uh, obviously, you can't put all the blame on Colby, but we can put most of yeah, it. Yeah, we can do most of it. Yeah. Of course, you also got Petway to uh, to commit by letting him stay at your house. So I guess we need to keep you around. So I'm going back uh, to this UAB Mississippi State game earlier in the season. Uh, UAB racked up 548 total yards on the Mississippi State Bulldogs defense. Whereas in the is that a lot? That's quite a bit of yardage, Charlie. Quite a bit. They uh, got a total of 200 yards on Arkansas uh, last week. Now, obviously, that's not meaning that that's not exactly like correlating to us going to beat the crap out of Mississippi State or anything. But right. it does make me feel a little promising about our defense. Um, you know, UAB was that without their starter. That also is going to factor in quite a bit because they threw the rock around quite a bit on Mississippi State. I think they had. I'm here. Actually, um, on that game, uh, Briscoe, the one that started against Arkansas, played a lot against Mississippi State. He had, let me pull it up, I think like 200 and something yards. Like yes, 30 he yards did. He was, he was 5-15 with 231 That's yards. That's what I was telling Chuck yeah. last night. Go ahead, Colby. Like, his completion average is like 40 yards or something, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's only had five completions. Mm-hmm. So, he, so he, he made some big plays down the field. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I mean, I think that does give you some uh. Some, now, like, was that game played at UAB or is that in Starkville? Oh, Starkville. Okay, all right. So it's not like they. For some reason, I was thinking they played them in Birmingham. Uh, mm-hmm. again, and Mississippi State wasn't really miss. I mean, if you remember, they were famously unranked until. When, I mean, when did they actually? They jumped into the. They, they, was it? So they were still unranked when they won at Baton Rouge. I think so. It might have been like twenty-five, maybe. I don't really know, honestly. I couldn't tell you. They might have crept in. Yeah, that's what I, I can't remember. It, 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 they they were not ranked before the season. Mm-hmm. So, again, you know, that's one that Mississippi State. They're a different team now than they were then. They're obviously surging with confidence, mm-hmm. but but by the same token, the players are the same. And Arkansas did a good job against UAB, just like Mississippi State did. Ended up winning the game. So, um, it's just a matter of, you know, once that confidence shifts, it it, it, it it's a funny thing. It's a funny thing. Mississippi State once they won in Death Valley. They're a completely different team. They've transformed. Maybe we just needed to to beat. And again, I don't believe that. I think Mississippi State's going to going to beat Arkansas. And we'll <laughs> talk about that later. But I'm saying, it, stranger things have happened. Arkansas traditionally has actually had some success in uh, Starkville, um, which I will. Um, I'm looking at the media guide right now, and um, obviously we've lost two straight to Mississippi State here. We, we haven't uh, beaten too many people though in those past couple years, so <laughs> that's a very fair point. Yeah, so let's just assume we've lost two straight to everybody. Yeah. Um, we we, we won in 2010 in double overtime in Starkville. Mm-hmm. Uh, we <laughs> lost in Bobby Petrino's first year by a field goal. We won 28-14 in Starkville in 06, the Western Division Championship team. We won there in 2004. We won there in 2002. Uh, 2000, the Sleet game that, that I was at, won that game 17-10 overtime. Uh. Again, like Logan said, a lot of teams have been beaten up on us the last couple of years, but when you take that out, Starkville has actually been a pretty 
Arkansas-friendly place to play football. Yeah, I mean, I, I like what your point was also before that, talking about how, you know, maybe we just needed some confidence boost because it had been, you know, a month or so since we won a game. We've had a couple real heartbreakers, you know, like can we can we still win a football game? And, I mean, obviously in Mississippi State's case, you know, once they started winning, it's snowballing now. They've, they've obviously undefeated. They're um, not slowing down anytime soon. So hopefully this well, hopefully they slow down on Saturday. Hopefully yeah, they slow down on Saturday, but I mean, you know, hopefully we can get some momentum off this. Even if we don't miss don't beat Mississippi State, which I also don't think we will. Hopefully we can take this momentum and maybe play Mississippi State close, and then try to get this bowl uh, out of these last four wins for four games, not four wins. I wish four wins, but probably not four wins. Four wins would be very nice. Four wins would be out of control. Club Burt would be crazy. Colby, what, what do you think about Arkansas's all time? Uh, uh, success, rate of success in Starkville? Uh, you know, it's definitely something positive. We need something positive going into Mississippi State. For, for, for some reason, I knew we were, you know, had success there, but I didn't know, like, uh, you know, it just seems like it's always a tough place to play. I mean, it, when, it is that. I, I agree with that. And so I don't know if it's more, I don't know if it's more that we played well there or Mississippi State just hasn't been, you know, they've kind of been down, you know, at that time. Yeah, Mississippi State hasn't been um, really that great until, like, I guess the last couple seasons with Dan Mullen. Uh, before then, I mean, it had been a while, right? Like, late 90s when they were really in the West Hunt. Uh, yeah, yeah. 2010 was a double overtime game. That was a very good Mississippi State team. Uh, of course, the Sylvester Croom era did not go like they hoped it would. Arkansas actually, guys, won every ma- matchup from 1999 until 2008. Uh, that's a, that's that's a nine-year. Um, that's a nine-year uh, stretch of uh, dominance, which is, again, state was going through some hard times then. But uh, man, we're, we're going through some hard times, bro. Come yeah, I, I, exactly. So uh, again, you know, that's just one of those things. It seems like the, the worm has turned for them. I don't know if it's Mullen. I don't know if it's Dak. But uh, certainly, you can't argue with some of the success that they've had uh, in that time. Yeah, state in that time, they were not ranked. State was not ranked in a game. They were ranked in. Uh, 1999 and 2000, and then they were not ranked again until 2010 in the famous um, the uh, game in Starkville won double overtime, and uh, Mallet hit about an 88-yard touchdown pass to Jarius Wright, and um, Mississippi State was about to score to go up, and um, Jericho Nelson punched the ball through the end zone to clinch the win. I'm sure you guys remember this. Definitely do remember that. That What'd you say, Colts? I said they were like Mississippi State was like on the one yard line when he knocked that out too. That, that's that's right. It was almost like the Cody Walker play against Alabama. He's going in and Nelson knew he wasn't going to tackle him, so he just swooped around. I was at this game, and um, the state fans were especially confident. Uh, I, I, I we're on the air, so I'm not going to tell you what I what I, I'm not going to be as colorful as I could be. Right. Let's just say the state fans were exceptionally confident. I, <laughs> I was there with my dad. I was wearing my I was razorbacked out. I had the Uncle Heavy's hog hat on, the plastic hat. Nice. So. And I was probably being a little obnoxious. I mean, you know, full disclosure, believe it or not, I could be obnoxious. <laughs> uh, but it's, but they started it. They were the ones being jerks. They were calling us pigs and whatnot. So yeah, I know it's been uh, a it's been a historically a uh, fun place to go to. I know our uh, good friend Kevin Carter and my dad B actually also went to a game. We got almost got in a fight, right? Uh, actually, that was in the eighties. <laughs> they went to Jackson to watch Arkansas Ole Miss. Oh, Ole Miss, gotcha. And, yeah, that Arkansas Ole Miss, and uh, this is a great story. I, th- I think my dad was there. <laughs> I think your dad was there. I think Kevin, mm-hmm. and I think um, it had to be somebody else. But anyway, they, they went into the bar in Jackson after, and we were ranked in the top five, and they were wearing the Razorback stuff, and they said, and they said, uh, they, they don't look like the number six team in the country. <laughs> and I, th- I think, I think 
your dad or my dad one said uh said well, we just beat your ass <laughs> and they said they said don't make me go get Bubba <laughs> and then one of them, somebody said uh well go get Bubba and uh oh, I, I think I think it got broken up but yeah it was uh That's hilarious. but yeah Mississippi State they uh I you know they've uh they, now they they've renovated their stadium they're doing some good things down there and obviously the football team's been worth watching so now Logan you were telling me that Dak was spotted in a walking boot is that right yeah after the game uh, against Kentucky and uh. He was shown afterward in his press conference uh, wearing a boot. He said it was all precaution, but, you know, that's what they have to say after stuff like that. So he's not going to say my ankle's broken half or anything. So and I'm out for the season. Yeah, but um, obviously well, I, I wish I wish I wish no ill will on Dak. I actually really like Dak. Absolutely I think he's not. a nice guy. Uh, Handling the spotlight really well, much better than other people say in the Florida area. Um, Tallahassee, Tallahassee specifically, like but. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, it would not hurt the Razorbacks if Dak was a little uh, a little slow on Saturday. Sure, sure. Actually, I have a Dak Prescott story. I, uh, in, in my position, I was uh, lucky enough to cover last year's uh, AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Mississippi State and Rice, and Dak was phenomenal. So, like, I, I interviewed him for about two minutes after the game. And uh, just a super nice guy. Yes, sir. No, sir. You know, my team prepared well. And I was just very impressed with how he handled himself. Uh in that moment, you know, he had a big performance, and they would scored the last 44 points of the game. One big, of course, but uh, yeah, I agree. Just, just, a, just seems like a super guy. And uh, again, wish him all the best after Saturday. Uh, you know, Saturday if he wants to throw four or five interceptions, and yeah, he's got to lose Saturday. After Saturday, I want him yeah. to win all the rest of the hey, game. In fact, if he loses Saturday, I might even like the guy even more. Yeah, I would. I think I would. I, I would. I would. I would send my Heisman vote since I have one to Dak Prescott. Now, now Colby was able to point out to us. Uh, maybe two weeks ago, that uh, that this Mississippi State streak actually started last year in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, Colby, you, you want to tell us what your basic point was with that? Yeah, you had a team coming in 4-6 and six in Little Rock last year, and uh, they barely beat the Arkansas in overtime, and they haven't lost since. And that's what Bielema talked about in the press conference today. Of course, I think Dak was out that game, but and that makes no, sense. No, he played. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe, uh, sorry, I was wrong. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, I, uh, I seem to remember him scampering around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pointed out today, he's like, uh, you know, this is a team we went to overtime with last year. You know, are they that much better than us in one year? And he's not knocking. He wasn't knocking Mississippi State. So they definitely deserve to be number one. He's basically saying, you know, we're better than we what we've been showing. Is the way I took. Well, it, I mean, so. I, I definitely agree that we were be- we are better right now than we were last year when we played Mississippi State. I will say that for sure. I just don't know how. I mean, I agree with what he's saying. I mean, how much better could have Mississippi State gotten in one year? I mean, obviously they're really good. They're undefeated. But, I mean, maybe we can't play with these guys. Yeah, that, that, that's his whole point. I think it's kind of his message he's sending to the team this week. Hey, you know, this was a close game last year. Uh, we're a fumble away from winning that game. And so, I, I mean, you no. have to give them something positive going in the game. No, Colby's right. Yeah, all right. I've got the, again, talking about the Liberty Bowl, I've got Mississippi State's 2013 Liberty Bowl guide. They were still juggling quarterbacks last year at this time. Uh, true freshman quarterback Damian Williams scored the winning touchdown. He took over for Tyler Russell. And it says in Mississippi State's game against Ole Miss last year, Dak Prescott didn't make an appearance until the fourth quarter, but he led them to a late field goal to tie the game and then scored in overtime to win the game. So Dak did not make his appearance until the Egg Bowl. So that is, obviously, he's a difference maker. I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's still interesting. Maybe they're just a good matchup. Certain teams match up better with other teams. Arkansas led the game ten to nothing before State scored the. You know, you know, you know what else happened about ten to nothing? 
What? Brent Bielema decided he was going to fake a field goal inside uh, his own, like, 40, I believe. I, I remember that, yes. I, I do remember that. Yeah, fake punt. And it was the feeblest-looking fake punt I can remember seeing. Yeah, I was – I was I was like, that was the most mad I've been at a coach since Houston then. I was wow furious. Well, BP never – okay, BP getting fired made me furious. But BP's yeah. coaching never really made me want to, like, break doors and stuff. Uh, he kept what, us in a lot of games. What about John L. Smith on like the uh, three? He doesn't count. He said, coach. "Wait, wait, wait. Who's John L. Smith? I, I don't have a recollection of John L. Smith ever coaching at the University of Arkansas. I don't know what you're talking about. That never, Smile. That never happened. I, I just erased that entire season out of my memory. I need to. Like the Men in Black guys came and like zapped my memory for that whole year. Like I just I got nothing. Everything from August fifteenth until the new year, Logan's just like, "What do you mean? What? What, what do you? Uh, I don't remember that. No, I have no idea." Why did Tyler Wilson go uh, to the NFL in his junior year? I don't know. Like it's just weird. He was ready. He was, if you're ready, you're ready. I don't know why he didn't play last year. It's real strange. Kobe Hamilton too. I don't know what happened. Uh, so yeah, so I I can get behind Brett saying that. Again, you have to say that. Like you you can't go into you got to go into a game with a certain amount of confidence. And uh, again, this is just another one of those things. They've we have to start winning these games at some point. Is the thing. And again, the the West is just as stacked as it's ever been. And I think we all can realize that and appreciate that and sympathize with that. But by the same token, it is what it is. I mean, they've, you know, they, there are no moral victories there are no consolation prizes. And now like one of the games that we thought we could win inside the division, LSU has rediscovered itself. Yeah, I don't like that uh, at all. They, I don't either. I mean, I, and again, maybe that's just raising less mile stock so we can go back to Michigan. And, please God, go to Michigan. Know, Please go to. He needs to go to Michigan. Dan Mullen needs to go to Florida. Oh, Hugh Freeze needs to take his act to the NFL, and uh, as does uh, Sumlin. as does Kevin Sumlin. Yeah, and then you know what? And then Gus Malzahn needs to say, "Man, I can't win at Auburn. I'm going to go be Arkansas's offensive coordinator." There it is. We can build a dynasty. Jim Chaney's Gus. off the. We 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 we, we show Jim Chaney the door, and guess who's sitting pretty now? Hog fans, <laughs> Arkansas. That's a, that's a crazy hypothetical. I really could see Kevin Sumlin going pro though in the next couple of years. Right, yeah, maybe not Hugh Freeze, but Hugh, Hugh seems to be in the right place, and I, I do like Ole Miss, like the job he's done down there, but I don't feel, I just don't feel like they're that juggernaut like uh, Alabama's been or Auburn's looking like they're going to be. I feel like Ole Miss is one of those teams that, uh, as LSU just showed us, you know, there are they got a shaky quarterback, they've got a very good defense, but they lost an important piece today, Robert Kimdiche, out for the season. Uh, again, Ole Miss, and we were talking about sort of the turmoil today in the group text, which, yeah, the group text still going strong. I woke up today to 38 text messages. <laughs> we got to start uh, posting the group me for the listeners that are in there. Yeah, we do. I, like, we've been slacking well, Logan on actually, that. Yeah, Logan made that thing for us, and that was nice. Uh, and then we just completely hated on it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, again, like, what was I saying? Dude, I don't even remember what you're talking about. You're talking no, about not. the Hugh Freeze and the oh, – we're talking about uh, Bo Wallace and Hugh Freeze throwing each other under the bus. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so there's a lot of turmoil there. So they they don't like, Bo doesn't like conservative play calls, and Hugh wishes that uh, Bo hadn't tried to throw that thing through three LSU safeties <laughs> in the last play of the <laughs> like game. Through so, their bodies. Look, hey, hey, we all got problems, okay? It just seems like Ole Misses are now being magnified, and I think it'll be real interesting. And Ole Miss this week actually plays the Auburn Tigers. That's a tough game. Is it, so, is it Jordan uh, Hare or Oxford? This football game is going to be played in Oxford. Okay, well they got that going. Uh, and, and and we'll and we'll touch on the SEC wrap around here shortly. Yeah, let's keep on. Uh, let's go, but, we'll, we'll come back to that. Let's go ahead and get, get yeah, through we'll this back. Mississippi State. Uh, you're talking about how uh, historically good the SEC West is. I know Colby and me both shared this out. Uh, this will be our fifth straight conference game against a top ten opponent. Like for the first time in history, that's actually happened. Seems like a lot. It's a really hard time to be rebuilding because obviously we're the ones 
you know, we came off a three and nine season. We're coming back. I still think we're an improved football team, but again, yeah, but I agree. when you're facing top ten teams every week, you can't really be expected to win. <laughs> I mean, we should have won a couple of them, but it just did, we couldn't make the plays when we needed to. And right. it is what it is. But now we got another shot here at the number one team in the country uh, on the road. So exciting times. Um, let's see. You know, and, and tr- traditionally we have not played. It's hard to win on the road in the SEC. Like I'm going to go out on a limb here, guys. You, you, you know, and you can agree with me or disagree with me. It's hard to win on the road against the number one ranked team. I wish I had stats to back this up, but uh, just believe me, I'm sure it doesn't happen a lot. Can you name the last time uh, Arkansas beat a number one team on the road? Because it's not ever even happened. Uh, on the road, 2007 LSU. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot They're, the game the, on the road. The, the, the brought the wood he game. Brought that wood. Yeah. Uh, we, we actually would have added one to that in 2009 if we hadn't gotten a job by the or no Florida wasn't had Ole Miss beaten them at that point. Florida was undefeated at that point, I think. Yeah. That's right. 08 is when Ole Miss beat. Them. We would we had the first shot. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So we would have added one there if we hadn't have gotten absolutely mauled by the uh, official officiating. <laughs> uh, funny story about that game, and I'll I'll be brief. Uh, I was supposed to go to a Grizzlies game uh, after that Florida game, but we got we got banged so hard. I just I called my buddy and said I can't I can't leave the house. He's like, oh, what's wrong? You don't feel good? No, I don't feel good. What's wrong? We just got beat. We just got annihilated so hard by the refs. I can't even walk. <laughs> he thought I was joking, but I was dead serious. Man. All right. Uh, it was a bad day to be a hog fan. So let's go around. Uh, we'll start with Colby. Uh, keys to this game, uh, this Mississippi State game. Uh, go ahead. Well, Arkansas's not to be able to pass it. Um, I think we talked about earlier how. Uh, Mississippi State's actually last in total defense in the SEC, and uh, most of it's because of pass defense. They're averaging getting uh, giving up 321 yards a game. So Brandon Allen is going to have to hit the passes because, I mean, their strength is their run defense. They have a really good defensive line. So, I mean, we're going to have to uh, be able to pass the ball and then uh, f- find some way to stop their running game. They, uh, they're they pretty stout. they got a good running back over there, and uh, uh, he's actually leading the, the league in rushing yards. And then you got Dak Prescott, and he's not too shabby either running the ball. Now we're passing it. What is uh, Brooks Ellis' status, Coles? Do we know? He's playing. Um, he's yeah, playing. He's back, and Tolliver's back. Both of them are back. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! So our best linebacker and our best uh, uh, defensive back will be back. Yeah, Ellis calls a lot of plays on defense too, so I think that might have been some issues. I'm hoping with the Georgia game. Let's let's hope that that's what some of the defensive uh, woes were. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Charlie. What you what you got? Yeah, I think Colby's right. You know, you get. I think the important thing, and I think this is what we've seen in Mississippi State this year. Uh, when they get up and they get a team down, that crowd's really been phenomenal. They really energize them, you know. And they again, Auburn, Auburn turned it over on their was it their first two snaps or two of their first three snaps. Their first or, two plays were turnovers. First two plays. So right out of the gate, Auburn, uh, we have to avoid that. That's a killer. Uh, that's a killer against anybody. Yeah. Uh, but uh, especially down there where uh, the, the teams played so well out in front, I think we're going to have to stay in the game until after halftime. Um, yeah, Colby's right. I mean, we got to make some plays in the pat. We got to loosen up this coverage. Um, you know, that's something we haven't really seen a lot of. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, were you telling me that they struggle a little bit against tight ends, Logan? Or no, that was, was that, that was uh, Missouri. I was talking about Missouri. Okay, so um, I got a few weeks for that so, one. Yeah, you know, uh, I think that'll be the main thing. I think it's going to be staying true to ourselves. I think that it's going to be very important that uh, we don't abandon the game plan, even if we get down by fourteen, because what we do. We do what we do, and it's not – I know it's going to be hard to be a balanced team because we're so much better on the ground and we're, we're shaking the passing game, but it's going to be important to uh, 
at least have the threat there and uh, to, to go downfield and make some plays and at least move the sticks there and really just keeping that explosive state offense off of the uh, off of the field, I think, is going to be the big deal. So I think time possession is going to be very important. Of course, they make a lot of big plays, too. And uh, now Josh Robinson has gotten going for state. So, you know, before it was sort of like a Dak, all Dak or bust situation. But now, you know, he now they've got another weapon. So the rich get richer, it seems. Yeah, I agree with pretty much whatever what all you guys said. I mean, we're going to have to make plays in the passing game to open it up. Um, I'm hoping that our defense maybe can keep us in the game, um, kind of similar to the Alabama game, because I do know that Mississippi State's defense is not as stout as um, in Alabama, obviously. They're last in total offense in the SEC, or total defense. Sorry about that. Um, so if there was a chance for us to maybe open up that passing game today, I mean, this weekend's the day. Uh, we need to try see what we can do there. Um like I said, hopefully the defense can slow down Josh Robinson because he he looked like uh, a Madden character, uh, NFL blitz yep. character in the Kentucky game. He was breaking tackles left and right. He broke at least like six tackles on one play. I saw him. He just kept running. It was amazing. Great player. Yeah. So, Great player. Um, I guess we'll go around and do some predictions, and then we'll uh, see if we've got anything else left. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll get the ball rolling here. Uh, I'm going to go Mississippi. Uh, now, Logan, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Mississippi State 42, Arkansas 21. Uh, I think that I could see us hanging in there and having some success on the ground, but, I, I, again, I feel like eventually they're going to make the decision to uh, to uh, just stop the run, and we'll have to – if we can make plays down the field, that could change things. But, um, you know, uh, I, I think that State will be happy to, uh, to uh, find out if we're able to do that or not. Colby? Uh, I'm gonna say 21-35. It's uh, it's gonna be kind of like a an Alabama and A&M game. We're gonna I think keep it pretty close. I guess not so much A&M, but maybe like an Auburn um, um, Alabama game. We're gonna keep it close, and then uh, they're gonna probably pull away in, uh, toward the end, maybe late in the fourth quarter, get a couple touchdowns, and uh, kind of pull away. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I got Mississippi State in this game. I um. I think uh, I think it might be closer than some people think, but I don't think um, I don't think we win the game. I'm gonna go ahead and say like 38-24. I think we cover the spread. I think the spread's gonna be probably 17 by the time the game starts. Um, but uh, I think we're gonna be able to move the ball on them. Uh, we just gotta make sure we, you know, if we're gonna have a chance, we can't have turnovers in any kind of way. Uh, you can't beat the number one team in the country turning the ball over. We saw that against Georgia, who's a top ten team. We turned the ball over four times and they murdered us. So uh, gotta take care of the football. Hey, uh, Colby, you got anything new on the recruiting front from us? Yeah, pretty big week, as y'all know. Um, uh, Drake Greenlaw started off on Thursday uh, committing um, with offers from Georgia and to get interest from Ohio State. And then um, Sunday, well, Michael Petway decided to make it official and um, committed, which he had a big offer list from Alabama, Ole Miss, uh, I think Ohio State offered. Um, so it looks like we kind of met our needs at wide receiver. Um, I kind of wonder if they're going to take three or four. We've got three wide receivers committed. And I know they're looking at Dominic Reed out of Coffeyville uh, Junior College, and uh, he's actually from Camden. And uh, I think I texted y'all his numbers. He had like 147 yards of the night, like four touchdowns. So I think he's visiting for the LSU game, so it depends how the numbers are looking if they want to add him. Another guy, Bryce English, he's a defensive tackle out of Texas. He had actually decommitted from – UCLA a couple days after visiting for the, the Georgia game. So, so pretty That's big, exciting stuff. Yeah. So classes, uh, I think we got 17 uh, uh, commitments, actually 16, and then one counted back from last year 
for from a transfer from UNC and offensive lineman, but uh, pretty much a couple things on offense, maybe a couple offensive linemen, maybe another receiver, um, uh, maybe another running back, and then the rest I figure will be uh, defensive recruits. So and what's our rank? And, and then myself, yeah, and then Chuck myself. Livingston, of course, yeah. playing offensive lineman apparently. That's right. Pullback. <laughs> Pullback. So what's the ranking right now in that recruiting class? I know I, was, I think it was like number 16 or 17 last time I checked. Yeah, I think all, on scout it's like 16 and uh, pretty much every side scouted. I think all four five sides got it in the top 20. So, And a lot of the teams ahead of us are not a lot. Some of the teams, you know, actually got more recruits, so they got more points. So, it's uh, so I mean, this is a potential top 15 class that finished out strong. That's good to hear. I mean, I know I have. I, I can't remember the last time we had a top fifteen class. I don't even think Petrino's first class with Joe and them was a top fifteen class. I think after if you if you actually factored in uh, Mallet's presence, it got close. But yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm with you. I don't think it actually even got there. And of course, that class was phenomenal for us. So um, if this class now, does anything remotely like that, we're gonna be all right. And we should be fine. And another thing that's pretty big is um, I don't remember the last time we got all. Uh, every in-state guy we've offered and it's never been this deep as I can remember 10 uh, kids with uh, Arkansas offers and these aren't just you know no they're chumps I mean every one of them but one has at least another SEC offer so that's uh, who's the one that doesn't uh, Colton Jackson I think the reason Colton. he don't have another SEC offers because um he committed early and usually when you commit to Arkansas early and show no interest no one even bothers so so that yeah they uh you know, so and of course, a uh, shout out to Dre Greenlaw. He uh, when he announced last week, we uh, he gave us a couple of retweets and a favorite. So uh, Dre, if you're listening, uh, we appreciate the love. We'd love to have you on the the Hogcast sometime. It goes for any recruit. You guys want to come on with us? Shoot, we'll we'll make it happen. Logan's our tech guy, and he can figure out how to get you know as many people on here as we need to. So yeah, we'll figure it yeah, out but, definitely. Yeah, if you if anybody tell you world the store. Definitely. Yeah, so. So, so so tell your so tell your guys. You guys want to do an SEC whip around real quick? Yeah, uh, let me. I got the uh, group me open. I was gonna uh, talk about some of the predictions I had, kind of like oh, get the audience absolutely. involved. All right, absolutely. so uh, we got our three big listeners here. We got uh, Big B Livingston. Uh, he's got Mississippi State winning thirty four, Hogs twenty eight. He's got a lot closer than all of us. I, I can respect that. Uh, then we got Crazy Matt Bashirs uh, with uh, who is certifiably crazy. Certifiably crazy. He's got the Razorbacks winning thirty five thirty one in Stark Vegas. Uh, and and then, he's also uh, got a lot of drug paraphernalia on him, apparently. Exactly. And then we, also, we got the other side of crazy, Jordan Riley, uh, Mississippi State 42, Hog 17. Now, that's less crazy with the prediction, but he's also – he's crazy just uh, – he, he's just—he's the only hog fan I can remember that enjoyed the John Pelfrey era. So, <laughs> uh, so he's crazy in a different way. I mean, they're, they're both fun crazy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, crazy can be fun, but uh, crazy just means crazy sometimes. All right, let's do the whip around. What we got, Charlie? You got the SEC calendar up? Oh, I've always got it up. Alabama's off this week. I'm going to say Alabama beats bye week 42 to zero. I got that one. I agree. Colbs, what do you got? Alabama versus bye week? Yeah, I think I'm going to predict a win. I don't know. Uh, bye week looked good last week. Bye week had a strong week. You know that they had six or seven on bye, and they they <laughs> held they held their own. So we talked about Arkansas, Mississippi State. I'm going to save uh, this game for later. We've got the world's largest outdoor cocktail party: Georgia and Florida in Jacksonville. Logan, that is a get the blood bath. Blood bath. Georgia wins by like sixty. Oh, 60. Okay, Culps. I think Gurley is uh, might come back this game. Oh, so. Gurley's gonna be running mad, <laughs> boy. No, no. Vern <laughs> Lundquist, everybody. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, Georgia Rose. I mean, I can't name a score on it. I mean, Georgia picks their score. I can't name a score on it because I can't count that high. Uh, <laughs> 
I'll go this far. They fire. They finally fire Will Muschamp after the game. After uh, after Mark Rick hit 60, 62 to three. Third quarter. Show, yeah. Huh, what? I said they fire in third quarter. Yeah, they, they bring Steve Spurrier back just to finish the game. But I got, um, let's see here. We got actually kind of a nice game. We've got Kentucky traveling to Columbia to play Missouri. Colby, tell me what you got. I've got uh, Kentucky in this game, uh, 24-28. Missouri's only losses have been at home this year. I think they've got like an eight or nine game winning streak on the road. So I got Kentucky. Oof. Logan? Uh, I'm not familiar with Kentucky's offensive line, but if they're good enough to give uh, Toll some time, he's going to tear up Missouri. I think they're going to win by 14 if that offensive line holds up. Mm. LSU, they hit the bye week after a big win over uh, Ole Miss. I don't think I like that for them. I think if I'm Lester, I prefer to keep rolling, but it is what it is. Uh, South Carolina hosts Tennessee this weekend. Uh, man, I don't know. They're both pretty bad. Yes, they are. Um, I think old ball. And we don't play. I one think old ball coach either wins or he retires. <laughs> I got old ball coach winning by about ten. I think they finally they get the win. I agree. I agree. South Carolina. I'm, I'm with y'all. South Carolina. However, I will say this: I want Tennessee to win just so I can listen to the Spurrier press conference afterwards. Oh, it'll be epic. Mm-hmm. Like a pay per view event. And the uh, and, and the Tennessee fans would love to get a win over Spurrier. You know, there's some bad blood from when he was at Florida and things like that. I think they would really eat it up. And uh, you know, Clay Travis, who is a very controversial columnist for OutkickCovers.com, he wrote a pretty good column today. Uh, I read him on it. He, he's probably one of my guilty pleasures because I think he says some things for shock value, but he does know the the game. And he talked about how the Butch Jones era, which looked so promising last year, has not only grinded to a halt, but they are they've almost regressed a little bit. So. Um, and, and, he, and Travis was one of the guys that actually said last year that Butch Jones would end up doing a better job than Brett Bielema in Arkansas. Now, obviously, Brett's still looking for his wins, and I get that, and I know that. But uh, Tennessee's taking a step back yeah. where Arkansas is taking a tangible step forward. We've already so. got one more win we had last season. I mean, it is a division. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, so you have to take all that into account. So, I, uh, you know, I, th- I think Burt's. I mean, Burt is probably going to outlast Butch Jones, and if he doesn't, it's only because the SEC West literally swallows him whole. So, um, uh, let's see. What's our next game? Uh, Texas A&M, Louisiana, Monroe. Not very interesting. Watch out, Monroe. <laughs> uh, how about Vanderbilt, Old Dominion? This game's in Nashville. <laughs> uh, this might be a closer game than we think. Uh, and I, I'm sad. It, it's a shame that I even have to ask about the game, but I, I take nothing for granted with Vanderbilt. I have no idea what Old Dominion has done this year, but I I, uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if Old Dominion keeps it close. Colby? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either. Uh, I've seen Vanderbilt play, I think, UMass this year, and it uh, had to have like a block or a missed kick to, to win the game there, so I wouldn't be surprised either way. Um, I imagine that's 11 a.m. kickoff. I mean, uh, don't quote me on that. Yeah. <laughs> But I'll the house on it. And if it's not, it should be. Exactly. It should be like a 7 a.m. kickoff. <laughs> yeah. The brunch game. Sort of like, sort of like that terrible uh, Lions-Falcons game uh, Sunday on Fox because it was played overseas. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, now here's the big one. Uh, obviously, we got Auburn traveling to Oxford to play the Ole Miss Rebels. Ole Miss, obviously, off their first loss of the season. Auburn, they lost uh, in Mississippi State a couple weeks ago, but they still they struggled a little bit with South Carolina. Um what do you guys see? I'm going to start off with Colby. To me, this is probably an elimination game from the, the playoffs. Yes. And pro- definitely the uh, division, probably. Um, especially Auburn. They've still got to play Georgia and Alabama. 
Um, the way Ole Miss ended and kind of, you know, with Bo and uh, Coach Free seem like they're going at it. Um, I, I got Auburn in this game. It's going to be a close game. I figure uh, with Ole Miss's defense, I figure um, 27-24 Auburn. The Gus Bus. Yeah, we got a couple of uh, Red Wolf finer, uh, finest alumni uh, coaching against each other Saturday. Cool. Um, I think I think Malzahn's the better coach, and I think we show it Saturday. And like Colby said, uh, I think Ole Miss. It's going to be huge to see how they respond to losing. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and say that they probably don't uh, respond too well, especially with an injury to Kim Dietschy and all the turmoil with Bo Wallace and Hugh Freeze. I think Malzahn figures it out, and they put up uh, 28 to 35 points on Ole Miss's defense and won the game. Ooh, ooh. Um, I like Auburn. And again, I'm trying not to overreact to Ole Miss's first loss because they looked as good as anybody in the country before that. Um, man, but it's just like, I don't know. Just Auburn just seems solid. You know, Ole Miss, they've, all, they've been a couple of snaps this year sort of close to seeing, you know, losing two or three games. Auburn, with the exception of that Mississippi State loss, man, but I don't know. They didn't look so good against South Carolina. Man, I. This, man, this is a tough. <laughs> this is a tough uh, one. And this Oxford, is like a, I think Ole Miss has got the best defense, and Auburn I think got the best one one or two offense. I mean, you're I mean, it's going to be interesting. Man, you know what? I think I might go. You know, I'm I'm going to go with Ole Miss. I'm going to go like I. No, I'm not going to do that. Not Auburn. Auburn. There it is. I'm going to go Auburn. I'm going to go Auburn twenty four. <laughs> Ole Miss twenty two. Ooh, got a, a nail biter. Field goal at the horn uh, for Auburn wins the game, which is how Ole Miss should have handled the end of game against LSU. Nice. That's that, that's what I say. <laughs> and then they continue down the turmoil and lose to Arkansas and Fayetteville in a couple weeks. Hey, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. That would be wonderful. We'll That'll touch on that one. Well, um, we're going to be uh, – I think I know me and Colby are going to the men's basketball scrimmage Sunday. Are you still going, Colby? Yeah, I think so. All right, and Chuck may be tagging along depending on his schedule. I know he's a busy man. I'm up in the air. Um, I'm up in the air. If I'm there, uh, I'd love to be there. I'd love to. So, yeah, we also might have our first live studio recording. Uh, together. Together, uh, depending on how the schedule works. But um, happy to be back uh, with a win. Uh, hopefully we'll be back next week with a victory of a number one team in the country. That'd be great. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. I'm Chuck. Yeah, and this is the Hogcast. Hope you guys had a good time listening. Thanks for listening. See you all again. Go Hogs.